BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toes. Happy hump day. This is your host, Claudia Ashray, sitting down with one of my favorite people on planet, even though she did work out this morning and I don't know who she is. Her name is Jackie. Hey, Jax. Wow. Hi. I threw. I let you have the GMM this morning. I wasn't sure how you were going to handle it. Um, and that was just a really lovely introduction. One of your favorite people on planet. Yeah, I kind of fumbled over my words. I usually wake up at 1030 to record at 11. I literally rolled out of bed two minutes ago. Wow. I mean... You got to do what you got to do. I had the opposite morning. I just want to take everyone through it because I feel like people are on this journey with me because I posted on my Instagram story yesterday because usually my day goes, I wake up, have coffee, do my makeup and pick the stories and then we go live. And then after we go live, sometimes I'm like, "Mm, that wasn't my best. Then I'll work out. And after I work out, like some of the instructors on Peloton are so inspiring and just like get you in your feels. And then like, I feel really good. And I'm like, this is the way I want to feel. This is the way you should feel your whole life. That's the way you should feel your whole life. That is a quote from Paper Towns starring Cara Delevingne. It's one of Claudia's favorite quotes. Never saw the movie, but the commercial was really aggressive with Cara Delevingne. That's the way you should feel your whole life. So taking that into account, I was like, what if I started working out before the toast? So this morning I woke up like an hour and a half earlier so that I could work out and shower and have time to do all the things that I need to do. And I just want to say, um, the, the hypothesis was not proven to be true. First of all, I, and I realized, I remember I used to try to do soul cycle classes in the morning. Cause I thought the same thing, start my day, put a pep in my step, get my metabolism boosted. But here's the problem. I'm not a morning person and I get really tired in the morning. And so my, like my total output on the Peloton class I just did was garbage. Like I thought I was working hard, but it wasn't that hard. It wasn't hard enough. Cause I was just too damn tired. So it's better when I wait till later in the day when I've had like something to eat and I just have more energy and like I'm more motivated versus in the morning I'm just so slow. Today though I'm actually doing something even crazy. If you thought waking up early to work out was crazy, I'm doing something even crazier. What? I'm doing another workout later, um a virtual workout with the live method. So that's why I'm not going to get too hard on myself for not like doing well at, in my Peloton class um because I have a strength training session at the live method virtually later. That's crazy. I know. But you know what? Like Peloton has gotten me as far as Peloton can get me in terms of like my mental health and and a little bit of physical health. I definitely am feeling decent, but I got to get this tummy in check and only the live method could do that. 
Yeah, well, um, I don't really need the whole like physical workout thing because I'm in perfect shape. But I hear you on like the mornings being so difficult and our literally our whole day, our whole job revolves around the morning. And I hate the feeling of feeling like you could have done better and then you have to wait like a whole nother day for the next toast to like really give it your all. So I, I honestly commend you for trying to like change that because I have that feeling and I've never tried to do anything about it. Yeah, well, you know what? On day 40, is it now? I've decided to make a change. I don't know that it's going to stick. I don't think it's going to stick at all. You know, um, I tried it. I'm glad I could say that I tried it. But I do feel like my energy today is a little more than normal. It, it definitely is. Especially considering I absolutely hate how I look. Why? I don't know. I just like the black isn't working for me. I, I look so pale. Someone should suggested something in my DMs that I'm not going to implement yet, but was an interesting suggestion because when I said I like really wasn't feeling like super hot, they were like, you should try just like doing full glam at OOTD, like going all out, doing using heat on your hair. And I don't know if that would make me feel better or like stupid that I'm sitting yeah. here with globs of makeup on, you know, and then I have to take it off. I've been seeing a lot of TikToks of people who are like putting together black tie dinners and I like commend them and their imagination, but it is a little stupid. Oh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that yet. I'm always a few days behind the TikTok trends, but that's, that's kind of funny. Well, I am so tired. Like I don't think I've had a day as long as and as productive as I did yesterday in quarantine. And I only was that productive. Like I didn't get in bed until like seven, which is crazy for me. I usually get in bed after the toast, stay there all day, like watch the stuff for the toast, answer emails, do stuff on my computer, but I don't leave my bed. But I did a whole vlog yesterday for our Patreon that if you want to go look at, it's on the Patreon. Um, so I vlogged the whole day. So I had to like do stuff like for the vlog. I couldn't just like vlog me in bed. And then there was like right. such an ordeal with my sheets. I tried to wash my sheets and then my laundry machine got like stuck and my fucking washing, my sheets were stuck in the washing machine. It was very dramatic. So if you want to check out the vlog, I worked so hard on it. I have so much respect for vloggers. I don't really vlog. Literally I vlogged from the moment I woke up to like I had dinner at eight o'clock. So hard, mm -hmm. so much work. The tripod, the lights, the cameras, the angles. Oh my God, the silence. I need silence because Ben's in the other room. It was a journey. Wow, but I'm glad I I had the pleasure of watching the video. Um, it's a real treat, and I think everyone really enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen it yet, or you're not a member of, I I'm so jealous of people who aren't patrons right now. Like they could join today and get access to like 180 premium episodes. Like there's so many good ones in the archive, you know. And that could really that could really last you. Like drunk, get ready with us. You know, there's videos. There's your wedding video. There's tons of podcast episodes. I actually was on the Patreon yesterday and it was like, sign up now. And I wasn't logged in yet. And it said, sign up now and get access to over 170 episodes. That's what I saw too. And it was like 90 videos. It was crazy stuff. That is crazy. So now's as good as time as ever. Patreon.com slash morning toast. We have two more episodes coming at you this month. We have one coming up that was, I think a recommendation, but Jackie really put the scheduling into fruition to get a Zoom happy hour with all the steens on deck, even though like Olivia can't drink, but whatever. Yeah, we're going to do that tomorrow. I'm really excited. Speaking of Olivia, I am doing her podcast today. So I actually have a really busy day for a quarantine. Speaking also of Olivia's podcast, I spoke to Olivia yesterday. Did you know that she recorded an episode with Andy Grammer? Oh my God, no, I didn't know that, that they recorded it. Yeah, no, me neither. Because he just had a baby and Olivia said it was like the most amazing conversation. And I got Olivia one of these microphones. So she was just really churning out premium content yesterday. Wow, I'm really excited for all of that. All of yeah. the above. There's okay, also new cool. episodes 
today of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth and Margaret Josephs. Margaret Josephs is having like a world class physician on the to- on the podcast. So check that out. All shows Toast News Network, you guys. Check it out. And the Snitchity Snatchler. The Snitchity Snatch. Um, also, I'm just going to plug the Redheads Book Club because it's my passion project in life. It's my favorite thing that I'm doing during quarantine. And it, it's just... You don't need to explain yourself. Okay. But like, also, I just want to say, like, I just want people to feel included. Like, even if you've never, if you haven't joined the Redheads yet, you've never read one of our books, you've never listened to an episode, like you can start anywhere. If it were me, I would start from the beginning and listen to all the episodes. That way you can get a sense for all of our different personalities, but start anywhere, start on this next book and jump into the next episode. Like we are there, we are waiting for you. I just finished um, a really good book yesterday. It was so intense. It was so crazy uh, called Educated. Uh, and so many people have recommended it and we're waiting to see what I thought. It was incredible. Like it's an incredible story. I didn't really, it didn't really sink into me until about 50% way through that it's a true story. Like I knew that it was like a memoir sort of, I don't really read the description of the books, but the story is so crazy that it's like, you couldn't make it up. Cause someone would say you're making this, this could never happen. This is too crazy. I, I understand. So it was really, it was powerful stuff. Does it have anything to do with the movie An Education? No, but like, except for that, you love that movie and now I love this book. That would be the only correlation. Um, you have to watch the movie. It's so fabulous. We had this exact conversation on our Zoom, Saturday night Zoom. Well, I stand by my statements on Saturday night. It's a fabulous movie for anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen it. It's a movie that all young girls should see. Okay. Well, that's that on that. Take it or leave yep. it. And I think it's time to jump right in because we actually have a lot to cover today. We have Dear Toasters, Vanderpump Rules Recap, and as per usual, we've got – actually, sometimes it's usual now. It's different every day. But we've got the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true, Jackie, but I have a very – if you've taken a look at my legs – I have a very pertinent sponsor for today's show. It's Billy because self-care and your routine are always important. Whatever you're, use, you're using to get ready for the day, always make sure you should feel amazing. Meet Billy. They've recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, no breaking the bank. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. Billy's out to change the way you shave. They've just, they just released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine. A lip balm, a dry shampoo, and face wipes. So make sure you stock up. I have had a Billy. I bought a Billy um, like with my own money before they started sponsoring the toast. And I have to say, like having that little magnetic thing in the shower is so fabulous like i didn't realize how razors get like all rusty and crusty because they're they're put away wet and they're not like properly taken care of because ben just like throws it on the floor um but ben is not allowed to use my razor i'm like this is my thing and you can have your own um it's so fabulous margo actually told me about it and i bought it from margo's instagram story and now they're sponsoring the toast and i'm just so excited because in this quarantine time like some of my um limbs are just reaching levels of disgusting that I never knew was possible. No, I just got my Billy razor and it is everything of the sort. Like, first of all, it looks so key to my bathroom. I love the magnetic holder. So key. Um, but it's a five blade razor, which I feel like is, it's just a great shave. It's a great shave. And I couldn't recommend it highly enough. I also got the wipes, which is literally a whole makeup routine, like in one wipe. 
everything. I'm so excited about this sponsor. Like, so excited. They're the Allure Best of Beauty winner, and they're on Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. Go to mybilly.com slash toast, a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit, plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash toast, spelled B-I-L-L-I-E dot com, mybilly, B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash toast. Thank you, Billy, for sponsoring today's episode. And just get your legs, bikini line, arms, whatever you fancy, in check. Sign on, get silky smooth limbs. Okay, first story, re- speaking of beauty, Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson, and baby Rainy Grace. Nope, I'm sorry. Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson, and baby oh, Rainy Grace, Grace this year's cover of People's Beautiful Issue. Wow, okay, so the world has stopped turning, but People's Beautiful Issue hasn't. They have put forth their new cover of their most beautiful people and gracing the cover Kate Hudson, Goldie Hawn, and Kate Hudson's little baby, three generations of beautiful women. This is so cute. I have such like a soft spot in my heart for like Kate Hudson and her whole vibe. I think she's actually the definition of everything of the sort. Like she's in so many of my favorite movies and she really like aged so gracefully. And I just love her even when she shaved her head and had that buzz cut. Like I loved her. I supported her. Like I just love her. Yeah, I love her. I I love this also, like this multi-generational vibe um every age is beautiful and if I saw age I I would I'd be able to say that but I don't so it's just beauty and I think this is this is so lovely and I love that we're getting like a little bit of like the normal content that we're used to in quarantine because there's no reason that they shouldn't have published this I'm just glad that it's still happening Yeah, this is impressive. Like, People Magazine obviously plans out really far in advance because everyone's pretty much been out of commission for, like, two months. Oh, well, maybe a little less. But that just goes to prove that, like, I wonder how many covers they have shot, you know? Yeah, but they don't – a lot of their covers are, like, tabloid Tabloid. things. But when it comes to, like, a photo shoot like this, now it got me really excited. Not really excited, but, you know, as excited as one can be for their Sexiest Man Alive issue. Who do you think it's going to be? I don't know. I feel it's, like every time the, a cover comes out, then everyone gives like a million choices that would have been great. I'm still holding out hope for Jason Momoa, but I feel like his time has passed. Yeah, it's like an interesting formula where it has to be someone who is like f- having a moment and who's also really sexy. And I always find it interesting how they like only choose men in their 40s where it's like Harry Styles wouldn't win, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, because young, I think they're hottest heartthrob. I think their readership is interested in, in a little bit of an older man. They don't want to be seeing Harry yeah. Styles and thinking that's, like, sexy. You know, this was a great year for Brad Pitt. I was just thinking the same thing. It was a great year for Brad Pitt. There's so many choices. Anyways, let's focus on the women. Um, so beautiful. So cute. I love um, – I just think that, like, the fact that Goldie Hawn is Kate Hudson's mom is, like, never, never not shocks me. I know, but they really are so similar. People's Most Beautiful Issue always reminds me of Julia Roberts. I feel like she used to always get the cover. When we were kids, like, she won 30 years in a row. I actually have the same exact association in my brain of this magazine, like, edition, and Julia Roberts. Like, I, the two, for me, are inextricably linked. Me? Okay. And her smile. Like, it's yes! just, like, her teeth. Her teeth. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's okay. So that is really crazy. But I think this is such a great choice. Um, I, it, I'm, I'm here for it. 
And that bebe is cute. So cute. And speaking of cute bebes, speaking of them, Joshua Jackson and Jody Turner Smith welcome a baby girl. You guys, this is so sweet. Joshua Jackson and wife Joni Turner Smith are first time parents, page six can reveal. Quote, the couple has welcomed their first child. Both mother and baby are happy and healthy. The rep did not reveal the sex of the baby, but Turner Smith set off speculation they were having a girl when she referred to the baby using the she pronoun last month. She, uh, she had said, quote, can you see her dancing in there? Every time I try to, she stops. She said of a video of her stomach. Okay. I have a very, very special place in my heart for Joshua Jackson for many reasons. Obviously, the affair is one of them. Um, I just think he's, like, the hottest man alive. Like, and even his role in Big Little Lies where he's, like, not meant to be hot. He's, like, meant to be, like, a chubby dad. He's so hot. Um, He's in Big Little Lies. He's Reese Witherspoon's husband. Little fires everywhere. Oh, same thing. Whatever. Literally same thing. Um, sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Um, but part of my heart like aches a little bit because I just feel like Diane Kruger is like not having a good week. (laughs) I don't, who's, hold on. I just like, I always, it's the one from Inglorious Bastards who got choked by Christoph Waltz. (laughs) Okay. Cause you know, for a second, I thought I was thinking of the woman from Mad Money. Yeah, Diane Keaton. Yeah, I know you were. And uh, when I said <laughs> Diane Kruger, I was about to say Diane Keaton because it's very similar, but they're so different. And Diane okay, Kruger so- and Joshua Jackson were together forever. And I actually saw them one time buying a TV at Best Buy, and it was literally the best day of my life. Like they were together for so long, and they broke up, and he just like so quickly fell in love with this other girl. And I'm really happy for them and that they're having kids. But like, I just feel like Diane Kruger is having a bad day, and I'm really sad for her. Okay, I understand now. Yeah, I'm. I, I guess I'm sad for her, even though I just found out about all of this. But I'm mostly happy for Joshua yeah. and Jody. Yeah, and you know it's just so weird because in the affair, um, Jody is that kid with that he has with Allison. <laughs> Joni. Yeah, whatever. So he married just, his daughter. <laughs> I can't. Her name was Joni. Yeah, which was a weird name. So. Uh, that show is a terrible show, so you can't go by anything that happened on it. I would take that with me for the end, till the end of my life. The Affair is the worst show I've ever seen in all my days on this earth. I didn't have such a negative reaction to it. There are definitely some things I didn't like. I can't believe that you like that show because you have the, like, the least patience of anyone. There were some things I definitely didn't like about it, but, um, like, it was a little slow, especially in the beginning where they were, like, his perspective, her perspective, and you were watching the same dinner party. Like, that was so frustrating. But overall, I did really like it. Um, Maybe it's because I watched it season by season. Like, I didn't binge watch it. Like, maybe if you binge watch something, you really get to see how bad it is. But I was separated (laughs) weekly. Like, sometimes I even watched it weekly. I just really like Maura Tierney. And I, I liked the cast. I liked it. I don't know why I'm defending myself. I fucking liked it. You're sick. You're sick. Yeah. Anyways, and also, can- Joshua Jackson. Like, I know everyone knows him. I think he's from Dawson's Creek originally, but I first found out about him from The Affair, and I thought he was so cute. Yeah, I thought he was so cute. Cole Lockhart. Justice for him. But he That's started like- it up for himself. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, this next story is maybe the best news we've gotten in quarantine. Um... I'm not even going to preface it with anything more than that. Ben Platt's Radio City Music Hall concert will debut on Netflix in May. Okay, I'm so excited about this. I wasn't able to attend the concert. None of us were because he really had the chutzpah to make the concert in New York at Radio City that he was filming for Netflix on 
uh, Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And he's like Jewish and he went to Jewish camp. Like, I don't know why he did that. It was actually really disappointing and like the one like issue I've ever had with him. But we are getting a televised event. So like it could feel like I was there. I'm so excited. Like the artwork was so powerful. I just feel like really like Ben Platt is like so New York and he's like really like a theater buff. And I feel like they are going to give like Radio City the respect it deserves. Do you know what I mean? Like the history. I mean, yeah, the the special is called Ben Platt Live from Radio City Music Hall. You know, they're putting it in the title. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited to see what songs he sings because obviously he'll sing his own songs like Rain and, you know, all the ones that make you cry. But I'm sure he'll sing some Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, and definitely and some covers. It's going to be spectacular. Now, here's the thing. It comes out on May 20th. And, like, I am living my life with the intention that May 15th is the end of quarantine. So it's going to be five days too late for me. I'll come home from the big party I'll be at on May 20th to watch this. But, like, I'm just, like, all of my chips are riding on quarantine ending on May 15th, as the governor had said. And don't say, even if it's not the case, you can't say anything. Otherwise, it's all that's getting me through. No, what I'll say is that Netflix actually today, I saw on Twitter release like their entire slate of what's coming out um, in the month of May from like their own content to like random seasons of random shows being added. Um, And it was really fascinating because they have the Ryan Murphy thing. There was so much stuff, but I didn't know half of it. They have a new Jerry Seinfeld comedy special coming out and then two new specials from people I'd never heard of. and they actually have a lot of good stuff coming. It's like they finally in May decided to like get on board helping people get through quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I found an article dead to me season two. Oh yes. Wow. That show was so good. New comedy specials from Hannah Gadsby and Jerry Seinfeld, a comedy called space force starring Steve Carell, but I need a break from him after dinner for schmucks. Totally. Um, romantic action comedy, the lovebirds. The Patriot. Not sure what that is. Wow. I mean, cool. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll be watching all. It's not here. I'll be watching all of it up until May 15th. See you then. I will mostly be watching all of it up until June 1st. Stop. I mean, even though like on May 15th, it's not like we're going to be in a block party like in the middle of the street, but still, I just... One day at a time. One day at a time. Okay. And now I'm like totally caught up in this list of things that are coming and going, but whatever. We have to move on because we have some more streaming news. Well, is it the streaming news that's brought to you by Noom? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I was just checking because, you know, there's more than one. Um, Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into your favorite pair of jeans is your goal, then great. But there are many reasons why you might want to practice self-care and every person's different. I've really never been one to like try and drop pounds, but sometimes I definitely want to like get myself back on track just because it makes me feel better. Like my headaches and my fatigue, like it all has to do with what you're putting into your body. Um, and that's why Noom is so fabulous. It is the habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. It's based in psychology. So Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you to with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. No food is considered good, bad, or off limits on Noom. They teach you moderation, and and it can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if you want. 
because Noom is not a diet. It is a healthy and easy to stick to way of life. They have one of the biggest and most accurate food databases available that lets you track your meal habits, visualize your portion sizes, and see calorie density at, at a glance. We are all strapped for time, so Noom is just asking you to commit to 10 minutes a day for yourself. You are human if you go off track, as most of us do. There's absolutely no shaming, just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. Chat with your goal specialist and the entire Noom community to get and give help to people going through the same thing. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Noom has been one of those like great life-saving things during quarantine, just like keeping you on track, like helping you reach just little goals that you need to set for yourself or that at least that I need to set for myself in order to feel like I'm staying on track and, and that I'm not going too off the deep end in quarantine. I think it's a really great aid during this time. So sign on. What do you have to lose? Okay. Agreed. Next up, HBO Max sets official launch date. The streaming wars are coming to a head, y'all. Warner Media has set the date for HBO Max. It's slated to barrel into the streaming wars on May 27th. Hmm. So that's 12 days after I'll be out the door. The subscriptions. <laughs> The subscription streaming package with some 10,000 hours of content out of the gate will debut May 27th in the U.S. Priced at $14.99 monthly, the same as HBO Now, Warner Media announced the launch date Tuesday after earlier running online ads with the info. I mean, $14.99 a month is, like, steep. Um, mm-hmm. I do wish that they had, like, gotten their shit together a month earlier. I think it actually really would have helped with their like launch because i actually saw today when i was looking at that netflix thing like netflix projected during this quarter they would get 7 million new users and they ended up getting 11 million new users because people are so fucking bored so i think it actually could have behooved them to have released it a month earlier but they didn't i will be subscribing because they have friends on there and they have gary Gennetti's show about prince george which looked hilarious Shit, I was about to say I won't be subscribing because um, none of this sounds like things that I need. Here's what here's what they have. They have um, third-party licensed content like Friends, Big Bang Theory, South Park. They're also um, putting out originals like a scripted comedy called Love Life starring Anna Kendrick. Great. Um, Boo. Yeah, a documentary film on the record about accusations of sexual harassment and rape against hip-hop mogul Russell Simmons legendary and underground ballroom dance competition series craftopia hosted by youtube star lord diy and all new looney tunes cartoons from warner brothers animation and sesame workshops the not too late show with elmo so it's premium content but just i don't know that it's premium for me but you know what like am i gonna have to pay 15 dollars a month to watch gary Gennetti's show about prince george i might or i just might need to borrow your login yeah we'll we'll get a login um that ballroom dancing show is the show that we spoke about a little while ago that got like a lot of controversy for selecting Jamila Jamil as the host or one of the judges. I forget what her role is, but I saw a trailer for it and it looks really good. Ooh, exciting. Um, so I look forward to using your login. I'll check that out. Um, I will also be on the business. Yeah, but I'll have to be able to find time to watch it because it'll be on May 27th and I won't be here anymore. Where are you going to be? Just like parties here, there, everywhere, parks, um, clubs, 
restaurants. Did you see those paparazzi pictures of Margaret Qualley and her mom, Andy McDowell, sneaking out of a park that was closed in Beverly Hills, like literally climbing under the gate like, like thieves? Yeah. And you know what? Like, I can relate. No, but like the fact that they got caught by the paparazzi is crazy. Yeah, those pictures were actually hilarious. Um, They're like not that famous that they would get like paparazzi nonstop. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's actually very interesting because I feel like most of the time when people get paparazzi, they call them. I don't know that Andy McDowell. Almost nine out of 10 times, I would say the person getting paparazzi had their publicist organize the paparazzi. So it's like maybe some paparazzo just got lucky. Maybe, but now I'm, I just uh, searched her and apparently she is getting backlash for sneaking into the park because obviously like it's closed for a reason. Um, that is really so crazy. She was with her two daughters, right? I'm obsessed with her other daughter. Which one? Not the, not the Pete Davidson ex-girlfriend one. The other one, her name is Rainy and she's a singer. And um when I worked at iHeart, she like came and like did a small little performance and she was literally the most talented girl I've ever seen in my life. Really? Rainy Qualey? Rainy Qualey. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. And so like justice for her. Justice for her mom and her anti-aging skincare routine because it seems to be working. You know, they seem like a really cute family. I really like Andy yeah. McDowell and I feel like Me too. she has good daughters. I, I mean- I don't know what she actually is famous for, but like in my book, she's famous for her iconic role of like a Charlotte York type in um, Beauty Shop with Queen Latifah. Oh, interesting. To me, the most recent thing that I saw her in was a Hallmark film called The Beach House with her and um, Minka Kelly. And it was a fabulous film. Like it was, I don't, it wasn't even, I don't think it was like a Hallmark Channel original. It was on another level. It was, you should check it out. It was giving me like last song vibes. But like, what is she from? Like, where, what, okay. what sprung her to fame? Andy McDowell. I love just having, like, all the internet access here. When I look at her on Wikipedia, oh, oh, my God, Groundhog Day. Oh, I've never seen it, but I know what it is. You have to see it. No, I know the concept. Like, he wakes up, it's the same day. Sounds like torture. Why would I want to put myself through that? Because it's iconic, and then every time we use this saying, like, it feels like Groundhog's Day, now you understand. No, but I understood it before, like, without seeing No, but, like, do you? Until you go through the suffering of what it would really be like if every day were the same. When it's, like, the alarm clock wakes up, like, oh, my God, it's the same day. I'm familiar. I have been getting – I don't know if it's a quarantine thing or just, like, a me thing, but I am getting, like, bald spots in my eyebrows, and it's really freaking me out. Do you see it? I guess I, you've always had that, though. Like, you're always talking no, I about had that. It in this eyebrow. Now it's in the right. I think it's a you thing. I don't, I don't think you can blame that one on the queue. Why not? I think you know what? I was I actually s- doing – I was doing my eyebrows today, and they're getting so long, I'm going to start to look like Count Olaf, where they start to twist at the end. You know what you need, Jackie? Hmm. I've been, I've, I have this little pouch of gadgets. Okay, well – I don't know that that's really appropriate right now. <laughs> Facial hair scissors are everything. No, I'm not, I'm not fucking eyebrows. touching my eyebrows. Why? Oh, my God. Stop. Put that down. I feel like a teacher. Put your it things away. Hands great. on the desk. Hands where I could see them. Okay. Fifth and final that's story. Are you ready? Stop. Both. Are you ready <laughs> for our fifth and final story class? Yeah. 
Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, moves forward at Lionsgate with series director Francis Lawrence. Hunger Games series filmmaker Francis Lawrence is returning to helm the Lionsgate prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, based on Suzanne Collins' new scholastic novel, which will be available for sale on May 19th in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. So we're getting more Hunger Games because she's coming out with a new book. It's probably not going to be the same cast, but same vibe because it's the same uh, filmmaker and i'm here for it so we're thinking this is like a start of a new franchise like not really having anything to do with the old one well i think it will be based actually i i feel like i remember reading it was kind of it's the prequel to the people that we know so it's like what made them maybe all go into districts like that initial rebellion that they always like talk about maybe something like that I just feel like it's been so long since the actual Hunger Games franchise was relevant. Like, if this is a direct, like, sequel or prequel, like, who fucking cares? It's so late. But if it's, like, its own thing, um, I could be interested. I think it's its own thing. Like, I think I could actually even read this book not having, like, been a Hunger Games stan reading the other books and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I don't really plan on reading this book and probably not going to see the movie, but I'll, I'll be curious to see the casting. Yeah, me too. And, you know, if they want it to be a smash smash success, they should choose two people who are going to fall in love on set. Like, that's all you need. It's a key ingredient. Perfect formula. Perfect formula. Well, that's exciting. Um, Those are five stories. I feel like it's, you know, a lot of stuff for the future that we can be excited for. And as of today, we're just going to be excited. Um, Alexa is talking to me. I haven't (gasps) spoken to her since I moved into this apartment in in a, over a year, I haven't spoken to that bitch, and now she's talking to me. Oh my, she's listening. She's go, listening. Go back to sleep, Alexa. What did she say? Go to sleep. Something about go to sleep. What'd she say? Something about the Wi-Fi network. Maybe Zach is trying to connect. Just okay. go unplug Just it. Leave me alone. Okay. Um. Oh my god, it's like a ghost. Spook. Okay, please stop. Uh, I didn't unplug it. Airtime. Really? That's all you could come up with is to fill the time? I muted her. So if she thought I was talking to her, now she'll she'll learn today. She'll learn today. All right, let's jump into our TV recap segment because we need to recap Vanderpump Rules, and I want to talk about a show that I just started watching. Um, Our TV recap segment is brought to you by Missouri. Um, Missouri is everything you need. They are the most fabulous, handcrafted, ethically sourced, and made-to-last jewelry. It is the perfect gift that you can find for Mother's Day, anyone you love. They make fine jewelry for everyday wear. They don't have the 10 times markups. They take the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14-carat solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. They have unlimited options, and you can shop their gifts under $150. Or you can make it personal with an engraving. I love an engraved jewelry moment. If you can't decide, they also have a curated gift guide. They take care of the rest. They can can gift wrap, they ship, and you can get free shipping on all U.S. and Canada orders, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. I've been wearing Missouri because Lauren Elizabeth used to post about them all the time, and it really is, like, the perfect – like, when I'm on TikTok and I see all these girls, like, being so cute with their, like, dainty gold jewelry, like, I just know that, like, when they take that jewelry off, there's a big green line on their neck, and I just don't want that. Like, I want ethically sourced, and I want legit 14 karat, and that's why I shop at Missouri, and that's why my TikTok is fly. 
Head to Mejiri.com slash toast or use the code toast at checkout for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash toast for 10% off your first order. Again, that's Mejiri, M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash toast. Thank you, Mejiri, for sponsoring this episode and this Vanderpump Rules recap segment. And I'm sorry for all the bad things I'm about to say about Vanderpump Rules because it was such another like overproduced, boring, nothing sauce episode. Yeah, um, we still didn't get an engagement, so now it's like, uh, we'll get it next week, but this is a four-week lead-up to an engagement. I think the most interesting, pivotal, iconic scene that came out of this episode was Sheena gifting Dana a psychic medium for her birthday so that her mom could celebrate with her and that they could talk. And that was just like the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it makes it so crazy that I actually don't think like it could have been cooked up by a producer. So now I'm just curious, like truly what were Sheena's motivations? That was wild. And then to lie. Well, so it was really, really uncomfortable. Um, I am of the mindset and I feel like we're going to disagree that Sheena was like, actually trying to do something nice and I, and Sheena maybe has lived in LA for so long that she didn't really foresee Dana like getting upset about it like everyone in LA like loves a psychic I actually thought and when Sheena said it I was like oh my god that's so sweet and I did not expect Dana to have like such an adverse reaction to it and I do think it was weird that Sheena lied but I understood why she lied like Dana was so visibly uncomfortable like she didn't want it to feel like an ambush I think Sheena genuinely thought it was going to be like a nice thing that Dana was like not into and that's why Sheena like ran out and tried to get the um psychic to just fucking leave like I really don't think Sheena had bad intentions here like I I'm choosing to believe Sheena Okay, I can choose to believe Sheena because I can't I don't I can't imagine a world where someone like uses someone's like dead parent and a psychic medium to manipulate a situation. Um and and I would agree that she, you know, c- tried to cover it up, but like really, what kind of delusional person like maybe you can think this is a nice thing to do like to sc- to, you know, gift someone this gift, but to spring it like that's something that you need like time to like I'm going to set aside time and I'm going to, you know, meet with this medium, not like and here is a communication like I just to bring her to her house like that was just so crazy I just feel like Sheena's just so it's clear that she's never been through a grief like that or else she would know that you don't just bring that on someone and have someone show have up at you, your door have you lost a parent my mom has so no <laughs> so yeah that was just that was so so crazy but whatever I like actually really did feel bad for Sheena in that scene. Like it seemed really genuine. Like when she was presenting the gift, she thought it was going to be like so well received. Like she had tears in her eyes and like, that was just not how it went. And I actually, if somebody did that to me, like I actually, I don't know if I was filming a reality show, but like, I would really appreciate that gift. Like, that's really nice. Like I haven't spoken to my dad in 15 years. Like maybe he'll come through. Um, but I do understand why someone wouldn't want it. And especially in front of someone who's like not really been like such a good friend to them. Like, I see Dana's um, hesitance, but I do think she was, like, a little harsh. Um, I don't think she was harsh at all. Like, I think the whole situation was beyond strange. I just think, like, Dana's not L.A. enough to um, to be down with something like that, and I completely understand. Yeah, I, I just – I really – like, it takes a lot for me to feel for Sheena, and I really did because I thought she was trying to be nice, and, like, this is her version of, like, reaching out. I guess. Okay, but let's continue to talk about um, the younger sect, and then we'll get into the alumni, um, because it's two separate shows. And the younger crew, like, going to Nightingale, giving me the Hills vibes, like, with their big table, their outdoor area for filming. Like, I thought it was 
fabulous. You know, I didn't get a Hills vibe. I actually got like a Mary-Kate and Ashley teen club vibe um, where they were like in a fake club and it was just beyond state. It was like staged and strange. Like I feel like the club wasn't even open that night and they just like got them and some extras to sit around a table and like, I don't know. It was very MK and Ashley to me. Oh, that's so funny. I actually really liked like the, the total scene shift, the whole cast shift. Like it looked so fun. Like I really enjoyed it. Really was giving me like a vibe of the hills. Like Vanderpump Rules kids like have somehow had a hit reality show without ever going to like an actual cool place. Like they're always going to like random places in LA that will no, let they, them fit. They just go to Sir and Pump. You know, but even when they, like, go to the Mondrian, they're only going to the Mondrian. They obviously have some sort of arrangement with the Mondrian. They're just, like, they're supposed to be, like, these fabulous kids in L.A., and they're, like, never going anywhere cool. Yeah, but I think it's just because they have all the places that they need to go. Have you ever heard of the Nightingale? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was convinced it was, like, a fake club that they set up. Like, no. It all seems so fake. No, I, I think it's, like, a cool club in L.A. I don't know, like, the L.A. club scene. Like, I know the New York one, like, the back of my hand. But I do think that it's, like, a cool spot. So I was just, like, excited to see them being cool, hot, young reality stars. Like, that's what they are. And it's about time they start acting like it. Well, I'm glad that they were able to pass that off to you as a cool, young, hot reality star vibe. To me, it was, like, um, they were at a soundstage. No, but honestly, the scene was like, it was fun and different, but it really cemented for me that Danica is the absolute woe. Like, I really want her off my screen or I'm going to stop watching. Yeah, so I'm not crazy about the suspended manager that is Danica, but she's attempting to give us a show here and I appreciate it a little bit. I don't even know what I... I don't even know what I like and what I don't like anymore. All I know is that it's just not working, but I, I can't figure out what element isn't working for me. Um, I can tell you what element of the show is not working for me, and it's really – it's genuinely hard because I really actually have come to really like James um, Kennedy. I think that he is really on a good path, and I think that he's a good person. And I'm a ride or die for Lala Kent. Like, I think she's the baddest bitch in the game. But scenes of them singing and, like, getting in the studio, like, will never, ever, ever make me, like, comfortable. Like, I just feel so weird about it. Like, and the songs, like, I just can't. I loved it. Like, obviously, I'm not going to be listening to the song on my Spotify, um, but they obviously enjoy it so much to the point where they don't even really care, like, what people think of them and their music, even though I'm sure, you know, it doesn't hit the charts. But they just keep putting it out because they genuinely enjoy doing it. Um, And I just think it's, like, a fun hobby for them. And they really connect on so many different levels in and outside the studio now. I actually thought that was one of my favorite scenes when they were just, like, talking about their new paths. Oh, totally. And I, I agree. Like, this studio was, like, this therapeutic moment for them. But the singing and the songs is just not um, it. Okay, but, like, think of it more as a hobby, and then I think you won't be so uh, pressed by it. No, it's just, like, the way they get in there. Like, I didn't know it was going to be a smasher banger like that. Like, I just can't. Like, it's so Kanye. Like, I just want to yeah. die when they talk about music. But I like, I really like them both. And I like that they have this vessel which they can, like, communicate and, and like, connect. Yes. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with all of that. Um, so let's talk about the alumni. Yeah. Jax and Brittany were, like, not in the episode. It really revolved around that Witches of WeHo party. And to be honest, like, I have really been, like, a, a Kristen sympathizer for um 
pretty much the entire season. And I'm now, when it comes to Kristen and Stassi, like I'm really standing firmly in the middle because I do think Stassi is being really harsh with Kristen, just like cutting her out of her life. And I get what Stassi's saying. Like, why do I need to explain myself um, to anyone? I just want to stop being friends with someone. But like you all, you do have this business. So with the business stuff, like I really side with Kristen. But then with the whole Bo thing, like I thought Kristen was being inappropriate. Like Stassi doesn't want to be your friend. Like that includes Bo. Sorry. Yeah, she was being inappropriate, like trying to get Bo to say some stuff like about Stassi being controlling. Like, here's the thing. There's two types of people in this world, like people who are in a relationship and it's like, we are together. We are ride or die. My friends are your friends. My enemies are your enemies and we are a team for life. And then there's other people who are like, oh, well, just because you you hate someone doesn't mean I can't be friends with them. I'm not one of those people. Like I am a teammate, ride or die. Your team is my team. And I'm Stassi in that way. So Kristen trying to make her seem like she's controlling of Bo. It's not like that. It's just a loyalty thing. Like period. You know, when done. she's like, you're afraid of her like that was so fucked up like no no no. that's called being a good boyfriend and i'm the same way like ben if i hate someone you better fucking hate them too and if anyone does anything to ben like i'll literally come and slit their throat in the night and it's not even about being a good boyfriend i actually think that's the um it's a separation it's about being a good partner so when someone is just your boyfriend or your girlfriend yeah don't make enemies and friends because of them because it's fair weather and then you're you're stuck in these messes when you eventually break up but like bo knows that stassi is his life partner therefore like they are on the same team. And I think Kristen just sees everything as like boyfriend, girlfriend, like, oh, you don't need to choose her over me. We're all just friends. But it's not like yeah. that anymore. And I don't think she's getting, that's the part that she's not getting where it's not like, oh, I'm going to be friends with Jackson. Like, oops, we maybe had sex. Um, and that's your boyfriend because everything was so like willy nilly back in the day. But now it's like, these are life partners and life plans and you're getting in the way of that. Yeah, like it's serious. Like we're getting a house. I, I agree. I don't think Kristen understands like the gravity of their relationship. Um, but you know, Stassi is very much like an alpha female, and I feel like she definitely wears the pants in that relationship. So I really did like appreciate Bo standing up for himself and not just like chasing after Stassi and like getting yelled at and like being a pussy. Like I appreciated that because it takes it's a certain type of guy to be with someone like Stassi, like bold, outspoken. Like she's very much an alpha female. And I like that Bo like held his own, even though I didn't really agree with him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, also when it comes to the witches of Weho wine stuff, am I the only one that finds it like so fascinating? Yes. It's the most interesting part. It's the most interesting part. There's so many different elements. First of all, Stassi like saying that they're Destiny's Child and she's Beyonce because she obviously has this like blossoming career and so much going on outside of this wine thing that is holding her back and taking up her time and energy. And she does, she can't even bother to post about it. Like that is so fascinating. The fact that like they came out with this wine and then like had no business plan or where, like it's just so fascinating. The fact that Katie, like Kristen's getting all the decorations. Like I understand that Stassi is beyond busy. What is Katie doing? Yeah, so basically what I got from the live tweets, Katie and Kristen were like going at it. And Katie was basically being like, we did this partnership. Like this wine was like a licensing deal with knocking points. So like knocking points set up the decorations, knocking points set up the party. Like we were just supposed to show up and post on Instagram. Like that was only our job. That was the only job that we had. And it was clear that Kristen like went above and beyond because I don't think Kristen has like as much as Stassi going on. She has like her t-shirt company and she's on Vanderpump Worlds. So she threw a lot into this. Like she came up and she put in sweat equity. Like she didn't have to, but it was a brand that she was like passionate about and wanted to make it a big deal. So it was kind of like Katie did what was required. Kristen went above what was required and Stassi just like barely did anything. Got it. Okay. Well, it makes me happy to know that it was a licensing deal. I mean, you have to assume that it was because you don't just like overnight have a wine company and then so, like, just like have a contract. Production. 
manufacturing. Yeah, they just like the faces. They lent their names to something, and it, it was a good idea for a company, um, but just not when it's like based on a friendship that's foundation is rocky and no one wants to do it. Honestly, like after this. I mean, if I had bought Witches of Weho wine and like saw how nobody wanted to do it, I would feel so like slighted as a customer. Like I would just feel like an idiot for like believing these Instagram posts. So sorry if anyone bought it, but they should really, um, I'm sure the contract is up by now. Like Kristen should continue to do it because honestly, I feel like the brand, when I think of it, like I really associate it with Kristen and I, she was happy with it. Like if they would have her, I think she should continue the wine on her own. And I feel like in every scene of the show, Kristen is drinking wine. 100%. She's like always bid and she's like she's so wine. She's so she's always like drinking wine on her couch in a tank top. In a James May tank top. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um they need they definitely need a rebrand. Um but it was just really interesting the whole the whole thing I found interesting. And it was kind of sad because if it had worked out like I actually think it could have been like a really big brand. The branding was so yeah, cute but- the potions like I think that it could have been something legit but now when I think back on like what I thought about their wine company before I saw these episodes it was like oh that kind of thing that they just like would post about and but it never really like if you have a wine like that is it's in every story it's here you know it's like Caitlin Bristow has a wine company Total Bellas have a wine company it's everything is Bella 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 you know and this was just like every six months we're contracted to do a post you could yeah, feel you it. could tell it was like a not authentic partnership and which sucks because I think if it was done properly, like it actually could have been fabulous. The branding was so cute. I love that they called all the, the different flavors, potions. Like I thought it was really well done from like a branding perspective, but then like it just didn't seem like anyone's heart was in it. And I literally forgot about it. Yeah, no, I, I think Stasi put it best. Like they're Destiny's Child, but Beyonce has like a whole thing going on ahead of her and it's yeah. just not gonna work out. Um, I also want to recap, are we done with Vanderpump Rules? Oh, one more thing. I loved drunk Ariana, like, at the wine party, like, her getting wine drunk. I feel like we, like, don't see her drunk. Yeah. But I feel like we do. I feel like no one's ever saying that she's not drinking. No, I feel like she drinks, but, like, I don't think we've ever seen her, like, visibly, like, loopy. Yeah. She was being cute. Yeah, and when she was talking to Lala about getting in the studio, she's like, I'm so happy. Like, that was really cute. Yeah, I agree. Um, I want to talk about too hot to handle which i started on netflix i'm three episodes in um at first i was about to turn it off like it was just so dumb these people were like so dumb and it was just like dumb 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 it was like it was giving me are you the one are you the dumb like it was just like dumber than are you the one but i'm really glad that i stuck with it because it's a good show i know it's just like not my show um I'm glad that I stuck with it because it was it turned it's turning into a really really good show and I'm really like get loving some people and so this will mean nothing to you but to those watching I'm only on episode three I absolutely wait but I now I'm totally like now that you said it's like are you the one which I absolutely love um I'm gonna watch and I have no okay. plans after my second workout today so okay so I will shut the fuck up and we can recap it let's assign that um and maybe recap it on Thursday because I don't know if I'm gonna finish it today okay cool too hot to handle let's do it what to handle. Um, so we're going to dive into Dear Toasters now, which is our advice segment, and it is brought to you by Function of Beauty. We all know the frustration, bottles and bottles of half-used shampoos and conditioners piling up in your bathroom. Each one promised to be everything your hair ever needed, but they lied to you. You deserve better. Try Function of Beauty. We don't all have the same hair, so why should we all have the same shampoo and conditioner? 
You don't have to with Function of Beauty. If you're ready to live your best hair life in 2020, then you need to try it. It is the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with over 30,000 five-star customer reviews. Curly or straight, natural or processed, Function of Beauty individually formulates every bottle based on your unique hair type, style preference, and hair goals. To begin the short four-question quiz and save 20% off your first purchase, go to functionofbeauty.com slash toast. Tell them about your hair. Customize your formula with fragrance and color. You can go dye-free, fragrance-free. The products are so personalized, your name is even printed on the bottle. It is vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, flatulates, mineral oils, or any other harmful ingredients. To get started right now, go to Function of Beauty beauty.com slash toast to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Don't spend another minute in hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash toast. That's functionofbeauty.com slash toast. We love Function of Beauty. We love Function of Beauty. It's all over my Patreon uh, Day in the Life video. Like, I just, I'm absolutely obsessed with my bottles. I love how they smell. Zach uses literally it every single day. Um, And I don't mind because his hair smells good. It smells like eucalyptus. That's beautiful. Um, let's jump into Dear Toasters, our advice segment. If you are looking for advice, you can always email us at deartoasters at gmail.com. We always keep it anonymous, and we're talking anything from quarantine things to wedding things, anything. So our first up, Dear Toasters, from the toaster in distress. A friend of mine, a friend of mine's sister, Jane, has been dating her boyfriend for seven years. Let's call him Carl. A year or two ago at a small party, Carl was caught sneaking into the bedroom of the couple hosting and stole panties out of their dresser. The couple both saw, called him out, were utterly disgusted, and no longer interacted with Carl. Everyone else at the party knows about the situation, but has since swept it under the rug. Every now and then it comes up how weird it was, and people have rumored that he does it frequently, and even mentioned how terrible they feel for Jane. Do we? The thing is, we think that Jane has no idea about her boyfriend's alarming behavior. Do we tell her? Do I tell her sister, who I'm actually friends with, to pass it on to Jane? Should I write an anonymous letter? Please help XOXO, the toaster in distress. Wow, that's really hard. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that Jane does not know that her man does this. And I think that she, if the whole world knows, like she should know. Um, I would tell her sister and let it be her sister's problem. And her sister might know her better enough to say whether she might already know or um, she wouldn't care or she shouldn't know. She like, leave it to the sis. Yeah, definitely don't like stick your nose in too hard by telling the sis, um, telling Jane, like you just, just tell the sister. Um, but Jackie, I do, uh, that sparks a question. What would you do if you found out Zach went to parties and stole underwear out of people's drawers? Um, that would be really difficult to grapple with. I guess like we wouldn't go to parties anymore (laughs) and we would just like have to find the source of this like kleptomania and like perversion. Yeah. So we would have like a lot, I think, of therapy ahead of us. Wow. You're a good wife that like your thought process is automatically like, let's work on this. Because if I found out Ben went to parties and stole girls underwear, it's like, you best believe I'm packing his things and leaving them outside. (laughs) I know. Like I'm, but I would also just be curious as to like, why are you doing this? Like, let's figure it out. And and who's to say after all the therapy, like I might find like a mound of issues that I just am not equipped to handle. That's true. Well, to this toaster in distress, definitely get involved, but not too involved. Yeah, Next leave up. it to the sis. Like, if, if I found out Ben was stealing underwear at parties, like, mm-hmm. I know exactly how I would handle it to you, which is tell right. you, pack your bags, get a car, let's go. And if your friend told you about that, like, let's say your friend Becky told you about that, like, I would want you to tell me, not Becky. No offense. I love her, of but course. like, it's Of course. And also, like, let me do my own vetting. So, like, if Becky came to you and said that, you'd be like, you don't even know Ben. What are you talking right. about? 
But if I, like, if Becky told me, I would do a little bit of research, recon, you know, see what other parties he's been at, see if there's been any police reports of missing underwear. And mm-hmm. then I would come to you with all the information and so that you wouldn't doubt me. That's good advice. Um, All right, next up. Dear Claudia, Jackie, and Theo, I am a toaster from Australia and I have been living and working in the U.S. now for four years. I have been with my boyfriend for three years. We are in our mid-20s and yes, we've talked about marriage and our future. We both know that each other are the one. With the coronavirus happening, I am in jeopardy of losing my job, which is tied to my work visa, giving me 60 days to either leave the U.S. or try and be able to stay in the country. My dilemma is should we just go ahead and start the process of getting married now, such as applying for spousal visa while I still have a job? Or wait until I get laid off and then rush everything, which could mean I might have to go back home to Australia and not know when I'd get to see him again. Crikey, I'm stressed. Crikey, this is stressful. Crikey. I don't know. I feel like rushing into getting a marriage visa and everything just because like of your job is so rash. But at the same time, like if you don't and then like you wish you had, that's like a, a terrible spot to be in. Yeah, but I've been reading in my newsletter every morning that visas are being put on hold right now. Um, I don't know if it, it applies to marital visas, but I would, I would, if you know this person is your person, like I would deal with the logistical side first and I would apply for that visa. You don't want to like have to be separated for so long. Um, so I would try and figure that out if you can. I don't even know if you can right now, but I would try that. First. And I, I think if you know this is your person, then don't worry about rushing things. Like things are being rushed. Some things are being delayed. It's just, you know, it's, it's a crazy time. Can I just. Yeah. You know what I was going to say? Like we got so used to like being the three co-hosts, the unstoppable three they were calling us. And he just like hasn't been on the show in weeks and we miss him. Precious angel, Fachemin, beauty boy. I really miss him. Like you guys know, I haven't seen him now since the last time we did a show in the studio and it's been devastating absolutely devastating um should we go into our third one or do you have any other advice for this girl um my advice for this girl is just like explore all explore all avenues don't write anything off because you think it's too soon like if you are certain that this is your person go down every road that you can go down yeah that's the thing if you are certain so just do a like a small amount of self-reflection she sounds certain of course, so did Princess Diana. No, 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 she did not sound certain. Okay, finally. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. I hope you're staying healthy and sane during this crazy time. I have a story for Dear Toasters that I need advice on. I went to my lake house over quarantine and ended up hooking up with my kid neighbor who is 18. For reference, I'm 27. And I'm confused about the situation. We have a weird attraction, but it's completely ridiculous to think that something will happen in the future. I live in a big city. He lives in a small town where I'm from and have no plans to move back to. Anyway, I just need your thoughts. Is this situation creepy? Is it okay if I continue to talk to him? Do I need to feel bad about sleeping with someone nine years younger than me? Any advice is appreciated. XO, Mrs. Robinson. P.S. In case you're wondering, I did not take his virginity. Phew. I don't know. I kind of think this is cute. Like, what's wrong with having a lake house boyfriend? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. This is so conflicting for me because, as you know, I don't see age. So this is just a story about, like, two people falling in love at the lake. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm aware that age is more than a number sometimes. Just and some so people. on the one hand, I'm like, 18, that is so young, and 27 is – that's a really big difference. But then on the other hand, I'm out here shipping Scott Disick and Sophia Ritchie, and so I have to use everything with that lens of, like, but I ship them. But they're also tried and true, two years of in a happy relationship. So I have absolutely no idea what to tell you. Like, 
I don't want age to be a factor, but like there is a major difference between an 18 year old boy and a 27 year old woman. And it's like, it's not even just like physical age. It's just like mentally too. Like, yeah, because they say that like boys mature about five years after women. So technically you're hooking up with a 13 year old. But I kind of think it's fine. Like, as long as you're not really trying to, like, be his girlfriend or anything, like, I just think it's so hypocritical that we would think, like, a cool 18-year-old hooking up with a cool 27-year-old is, like, so cool. But, like, now that the roles are diverse, get get your man. I don't care. You know, you want to go to the lake and you want to get boned by your 18-year-old neighbor? Like, I think that's cool. But don't fall in love with him and stop texting him. Yeah. Um. I honestly, like, I have, I guess 18, it's legal, you know? So, so what can we say, you know? You know, I think I would need to see him. Like, what kind of 18 is he? Because I know some 18-year-olds who literally weigh 90 pounds. But then I know some 18-year-olds, like, on TikTok who, like, lick their lips for a living. And, like, they look 35. So I just need a photo. Yeah, and it's like John B. was 16. Right. And see, that's the thing. It's like our perception is so fucked up because we're watching John B., who's literally in Outer Banks. He's almost 30 in real life playing a 16-year-old. Oh, he's almost 30 in real life? Ben Googled it. He's, like, 27. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out because I really don't know. He's 27, John B. He's 27. Okay. Well, now I don't feel like as weird, but couldn't they make them like 18, like summer after college or something? No, I mean, okay. I understand that you can't get a 16 year old because you want them to be like handsome, but like a 22 year old, like what's with the 27 year old? Yeah, that's that's a stretch. I thought we were like done doing that, putting 30-year-olds in high school movies. Putting the pretty little liars girls who are like pregnant and having kids in middle school. Glee. Glee. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Honestly, I feel very strongly that like you should keep hooking up with this 18-year-old. You know, like when you're gray and old and 50 and your titties hit the floor, like you're going to think about that hot 18-year-old by the lake and like you deserve that memory. I think you should do it. Okay. Claude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take this one. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that, you know, life is crazy. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Bang the 18-year-old next to her. Except maybe you should watch that movie with J-Lo where she bangs her, like, kid's friend and he turns out to be, like, a serial killer. Wow, that was a really tough one. I look forward to an update and a photo, and I also look forward to hearing what other toasters think about it. I'm just, like, really on the fence. Yeah, I feel like maybe it would be fun if we started doing master posts in the Facebook group about the Dear Toasters because sometimes I really like to get other people's perspective. Yeah, I would, I love that idea. I think we should do that okay, because good. I also like like to know if people agree with us, like if we're giving good advice or not. Totally. More often than not, not, but whatever. Well, now I have to think of it like I actually am 27 and um, I'm married, but say one of my friends – was hooking up with the 18 year old next door at their uh, lake house, what would I say to them? And I if- think it would depend on where the, the friend is in their life. Like if the friend is like really partying a lot and, you know, sleeping with a lot of guys and she's on like a downward spiral, I would say this isn't good. But if this girl has like a great job and she's fun and she's just having fun for the summer, like I think that's okay. I don't know. I actually think I would tell a friend, no, no. I would tell a friend to go for it for sure. Like just for fun. Wow. Okay. So now do what you want with that advice. Yeah. Um, that was our Dear Toaster segment. Please email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. If we have read some of your advice in the past recent weeks, please, and you want to update us, email us. We will read it on air if you want us to. If not, we just are curious. Um, and you can email any inquiries for advice at deartoasters at gmail.com, anything and anything we talk about. So that's our show. Anything else, Jax, before we go? 
No, that's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm so excited for Beverly Hills tonight. And I hope everyone has uh, an easy-ish day in the queue. We want to reiterate a big fat thank you to all of our healthcare workers, essential workers, truck drivers, everyone who is out there working, making the world continue to turn and keeping people healthy and safe. We thank you immensely. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennium Morning Show where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.